Welcome everybody to episode 14 of Late Arrivals. We got Chris, we got Connor this week. Uh, Lewis, as we have mentioned, is working the next two weeks, so he will be out indefinitely with a upper body injury for the, the next <laughs> few episodes. But, uh, we wanted to start off and kind of pick up where we left off last week, uh, talk about the Iron Maiden show we got to see and the religious experience we got to have. Yeah, buddy. I mean, personally, I, I told you guys it was a top three concert for me. Um, like I think ever of all time? Yes. Okay. Um, I'd say oh, it's yeah. probably jockeying for number one. Really? It's hard to say. It's hard to it's hard to choose between that and the Metallica at the Rose Bowl. Because that oh, makes me so happy to hear. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> it was the it was just the whole experience of all of us on the floor and having fun. Yeah. I mean yeah, it was a great show, man. I mean, I was I mean, I know I was talking to you guys about it leading up to it, but I was just so excited to wa- watch you guys experience your first maiden show. I mean, I mean, because those for me, those were like number four and five. So like I've I've done that before, I've seen it you know but i get like this innate joy out of like you know those like that a trend on youtube that's like reaction videos like oh i react to metallica for the first time i react to master puppets for the first time like i know in my head that a lot of those are like faked and like i know that they really don't care that much about it when they're reacting but i don't know i enjoy it like i like i get this innate joy out of watching people experience what i love for the first time and also love it so i i enjoyed it for that reason i also enjoyed it for the reason that i got to see my favorite band twice in 48 hours at the same venue and then three times in the same week yeah and then (laughs) yeah so i went to the i went to both shows at honda center on wednesday and thursday and then on sunday i drove down to chola vista and i went to the chola vista show so i was able to see iron maiden three times in a week and that's pretty fucking awesome. So I was and happy. It was we last can't week forget was, that yeah. we also celebrated Carly's birthday. She's reminding us of that. That is true. We also <laughs> celebrated Carly's birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday, Charles. Charles. I was there oh. in spirit, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the rundown of the show, I mean, I, I kind of felt like it was a very chaotic evening leading up to getting to Honda Center <laughs> because I was coming from work and I left uh I left like an hour. I left like 30 minutes early. I I rushed down. I parked outside of the Chili's, so past Lazy Dog, which was an even farther walk than I really wanted to do. You parked Um, the Chili's? Yeah. That's why I had to move the car when we when we all went to Lazy Dog after. Yeah. Where the hell is Chili's? Where where our poor sweet angel anchor bar was, like that kind of area of the parking lot. Oh, okay. Chili's is where you feel God. <laughs> so I walked all the way over there. I walked next to some guy that clearly had been pre-gaming somewhere. Um, he was telling me how he hated that he had to walk more because he works at Dodger Stadium and they make him walk up a hill. 
and I kind of was trying to walk fast enough to like get inside before like Trivium was done with their set. So I kind of was power walking, but he was power walking alongside me. Mm. But, you know, we got in. Um, I was happy I got to see Trivium because I've always wanted to see them and I had heard very mixed things about them. And they weren't as bad as I was expecting. So I was definitely happy with that. But I told yeah, you we guys... Got we got we got what like the entire last half of trivium set i'm trying to remember like when like we actually walked down we got like four, four yeah, yeah three or four songs yeah. at most but i teased that i had a bit of a story to tell you guys that i didn't mention okay when we were in person and remember i for those listening at home i'm i was with jake the whole night at the show so like he's telling me a story that apparently he said i do know the story but <laughs> something i'm not picking up on so i'm also hearing this story for the first time with you so you remember how right before they went on they played dr doctor before played, maiden comes on yeah yes. they played, yeah okay dr doctor yeah so you remember the small little gentleman that walked in front of us with his girlfriend right the, the guy, guy that ended up just kept getting rocked in the pit all night yes yes, yes. Uh-huh. yeah so they walked in front or, you know, they kind of mushed their way in, in front yeah. of us into the yeah, crowd. Just... He went, you know, in front of Tyler to try and start the pits like he did. Um, but the girlfriend stood in front of me. She stood between me and Heather. Okay. And I don't know if it was because the two of them were drunk, but she kept like kind of moving and her hand kept fucking grazing up against mine. And it felt like she was trying to grab my hand. Okay. And I didn't want to say anything because the last thing we needed to do was have Heather get turn Heather, around. Heather get Heather mad at an Iron Maiden show. And have her fucking cold cock this poor girl. Yeah. But I kept moving away <laughs> and I and she kept like she kept like swaying back and forth. And I understand that she probably was drunk because both of them looked pretty fucked up walking into the pit. He was really sweaty too. Like I bumped into him a couple times in the pit, and like he was a very <laughs> wet guy, like just a very, a very, uh, um, what's the word? A very damp gentleman. So he was, nice. he was very, very moist. Those are my favorite gentlemen. <laughs> so, so I I see Heather freaking out in the chat. I'm I'm almost done with the story. It's not the Heather, best part. Heather, nothing happened. Like, don't like <laughs> stop. I, like, Heather, I'm not even reading the chat, and I already know what you're doing. Like, stop. <laughs> Give Jake a break. He's just so telling a story. So they they start playing, and the mighty manlet starts running around, just getting trucked in the pit. Mighty manlet. <laughs> and I was getting annoyed because, like, I wanted. My whole thing was I wanted to experience it and like really soak it in. And I got yeah. to because he disappeared, you know, after the op- like the senjutsu stuff. But she was still standing there. And this is like right around the time when like people were starting to bump into you and Tyler and you're you know pushing people off. Yeah. And she was standing right on the edge. And I had oh, the she I, was that's right. Yeah, I had the little devil on my shoulder and the super devil on the other shoulder, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there and I'm getting like I said I'm getting irritated because I'm like she's bumping into me. People are getting pushed into you guys, so you guys are hitting me, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, 
Of uh, course, I get stuck on pit duty because I'm the big guy next to Tyler. <laughs> and I'm just like, I really want to enjoy this. I really want to see it. And then, like, it kind of, like, clicks in my head. And I'm just like, I should just push her in. <laughs> and I was sitting there, and I How was like, I you know. See this? I was, I was like, right next to Tyler. How did I not see this? <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, I was like, if I do this, I am a fucking asshole. But I was just getting so annoyed because, like, like I said, she kept just, like, doing this, like, back and forth. But, like, her hands kept touching mine. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, go away. <laughs> so, the you know, the, the, the wires were clicking. And I was like, ah, I, could, I could totally just fucking shove her in. And she'd get trampled by all the people. But I was like, you know what? That's the last thing we need to do is like push her in and then have, you know, him get tossed around and see her get trampled or whatever. Really didn't need to start any bullshit for us, you know? Yeah. But hey, we had a good time. Oh my God. That is so funny. <laughs> you totally should have done it. That would have been hilarious. Yeah. But you know, the, the conscious, like my conscious popped in was like, nah, don't, don't do that. Like she clearly was just drunk. Yeah, like she's probably just sitting there, just just like drunkenly swaying and shit. She probably doesn't even know what she's doing. I mean, no, no, and and like the funny thing is, like both of them disappeared, and like halfway through the show, she somehow was on the other side of the pit. So at yeah, some I was gonna point, say, he he didn't disappear. He was like mixed in. At least I kept seeing him. He was just in the pit. I mean, I just kept shoving him to the other side because he was, you know, five foot three. <laughs> I'm not, Carly, I'm not i'm not reading the chat what's going on carly <laughs> asked if she was the one that kept farting kept gassing her and heather out maybe it could have been i don't know there there was some there was some stinky people amongst the crowd i, I just keep picturing you pushing her into the pit it came close I, I really did what was your what was your favorite moment of the show i i have to commend tyler for picking up the dude and crowd surfing the guy in the wheelchair Mm-hmm. I mean, Tyler, the whole show was the fucking man. You know, I felt like he was protecting me and Heather at the same time, just because of mm-hmm. how big he was and getting in front of people. But the fact that, like, I kind of just nudged him and, like, turned around and did the little, like, head point when the guy rolled up. But the fact that he was able to, like, get that guy to the front pick him up and throw Bruce Dickinson off. Like if you remember, he didn't start singing aces high for a good, like 10 seconds word. And then he was like, (laughs) and then he jumped into it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh, there he is. But I mean, like between that and I think like the latter half of the set definitely was my favorite. Yeah, for sure. Because I think after Fear of the Dark and like Sign of the Cross, like that's when things just really started like taking off. Yeah, like, oh, the whole go, show was right, great. They go right into Flight of Icarus, and then they do Hallowed Be Thy Name, and then they do Number of the Beast and all that, and then you know they start playing all the all the crowd favorites. So, yeah, and it's and it's super cool just how they like you know they change the backdrop for every single song and stuff like that, and there's just a different theme, and it's an entire production. Yeah. And I think that's I, that's definitely what I expected with Iron Maiden, but it's like to actually see it in practice, and especially with how old those guys are, like yeah, they're they're, they're up they're up there in age, and 
you know, when bands get to, they don't look like it. Bruce is running around and sprinting around. I mean, shit, the drummer (laughs) is 70. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. It's wild. Well, before we, uh, we sit and just talk about Iron Maiden the whole show, we actually have (laughs) a bunch of duck stuff to talk about, which is incredible because where we're at the last couple of weeks with a lot of this, we didn't have this much news. I feel like we should get the bad out of the way first and talk about the unfortunate events of last night and the preseason game against the Coyotes. Yeah. Because it has caused quite the tizzy on the Twitters. (laughs) Just a little. Yeah, it was certainly uh, certainly gave Ducks Twitter something to to talk about last night for sure. I mean, I I mean, you know, <laughs> I feel like everybody who's listening already knows what happened. Yeah. So it's like, I don't feel like we need to like, be like, oh, Yannick or Jenik did this and then blah, blah, blah. So you've probably all seen the clip of Zegers getting hit. If you haven't, pretty easy to find on Twitter. But yeah, yeah there was a lot of controversy in terms of, you know, whether people thought it was dirty, whether people thought it was headhunting, whether people thought it was a clean hit, whether people thought it was a legal hit versus an illegal hit. Um. Yeah, I'm sure everybody that's listening is on Twitter for the most part, so they probably all saw that whole shit show discourse last night. My stance on it, and from what I understand, I think all all three of us are pretty much on the same page about it. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but if if you have something else, please feel free to correct me or jump in. No, it. I don't like the hit. I don't like it in a preseason game. Mm-hmm. I thought it was unnecessary. I don't feel like that there's a need to, you know, go after guys like that in such a preseason game. I, I I somewhat understand the notion of, well, guys are trying to make an impact. They need to do, you know, these fringe guys, you know, they get such limited opportunities. So they're trying to get, you know, they're trying to get noticed, which I get, I understand. I'm not saying you can't hit in a preseason game. So the nature of it was a little much. At the same time, though, like, holy shit, Ducks Twitter last night needed to take a fucking breath it was not this it wasn't this egregious headhunting attempt at murder yeah that it seemed like so many people were trying to make the hit out to be yeah okay his elbow comes up a little bit but he didn't he 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 was not like he wasn't maintaining his stride the whole time he didn't leave his feet you know that was my main it's, thing, seeing it the first time, like seeing yeah. it happen in regular speed. Like I didn't know it, it, it looked bad at first. It's a, it's, it's just an, it's an awkward looking hit. The way yeah. Zegris, I think yeah. the way Zegris was like kind of sort of turning to try to get out of the way. And then mm-hmm. just the, the way they collided, it just looks weird. Cause Zegris just kind of gets like stood up and then falls. Yeah. But like, and then I know because he bumps into him, you know, it maybe kind of looks like his elbow comes up a little bit, but I mean, Guys, like, it wasn't that this horrible, like, I swear to God, some people were acting like he got Bertuzzi. Like, (laughs) it wasn't this, like, yes, it sucks when a star player is involved, and it sucks when a star player has to leave a game and potentially be out for a undetermined amount of time when when hits happen. And I and. When I say this next thing, I don't want to come across like I know it can sort of sound like oh boomery, like oh like keep your head up, 
flippy puck boy you know like, like that's not that's not what i'm trying to come across as but it's like guys boy. this is hockey it's a contact sport like there's checks there's hitting like sometimes unfortunate plays happen and you know mistime hits or whatever that's another thing i think it was a little bit of a mistimed hit i don't think i mentioned that when i was talking about my initial thoughts on the hit i just thought it was mistimed i thought it was you know but that's besides the point yeah. there's just gonna be times where unfortunate things like that happen and yeah Yes, when a star player is involved, I think everyone's reactions are going to be immediately heightened because, you know, nobody ever wants to lose a star player. You know, I'm not happy that we've potentially lost a year or maybe a little bit. I mean, I know we still do. I know prob- hopefully maybe by the time this drops tomorrow, we will have the full answer. Because yeah. I know they said today he was going back for evaluation or whatever. Um, Which I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> yeah, Aiken's answer today was kind of a yes and no. It was kind of like a... You know, but I, I mean, they said he was at the facility today, which is a good sign. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, I just thought people were were totally out. Like, I don't want to say it this way, but I feel like I have to right now because I can't come up with a better phrase. But people were just completely out of their minds trying to argue against this hit last night. Yeah, it's like you can you can whether there was a little bit of contact with his head. I, I I still fully don't think we can tell just because the footage is so grainy and there's no yeah. and stuff like that. Whether your argument is, well, okay, you need to make all and any head contact, whether it was incidental or not, punishable, whether that's by a penalty, whether that's by a fine, whether that's by a suspension. Like, and if you, you can argue against that and your argument can be, or no, I'm sorry, you can argue for that and your argument can be, well, it'll discourage guys from doing that. I partly agree, but then part of me doesn't because just freak shit like that just happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where like guys see a guy come in last minute and they try and they immediately like duck down or try to change your body angle. And then like, guys, it's a, it, it, it's a lightning fast, fast twitch sport. Well, and it's human nature to want to get out of the way. And so exactly. if guys are trying to duck hits and stuff yes i'm not saying like i'm not over here like oh clean hit like good hard hockey hit yeah i love that (laughs) like no i still don't like the hit but i thought people were making it seem way 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 worse than it really was yeah i mean credit to jenik he he lined him up and z had his head up Mm -hmm. i mean it's not one of these situations where he's puck watching the pucks in his feet and he just gets clobbered yeah he definitely saw him coming coming. it's just there's yeah and it's not like he hit him into the it's not like he you know, boarded him and he went head first into the yeah, boards. And it wasn't like, need you know, a knee like, or anything. It was yeah, just like, like I don't I don't think like people were arguing that there was intent to injure last. I was seeing Ducks fans argue that last night. And it's just oh, like no, God. like there were like and I, like I'm not gonna name names, but I feel like there were some folks who were arguing that there was intent to injure. And I felt like that, that was kind of giving Ducks fans a bad rep last night. Like we're in we're in Elliot Friedman's mentions and we're arguing for shit like that. It's like no, yeah. like no, like you need to have. Yes, I understand that it's Trevor Zegers and it's our star player and it's our little baby future boy. He's our child. baby. He's our baby child, our golden child. I get that, of course. I'm not happy that he's that he's potentially going to miss some time. Yeah, but it's like you can't let that cloud what is actually in front of you. Like I. I don't mean to put it this way. I'm not trying to say that like these two guys are like not important to the team or whatever, but I can guarantee you if that was like Sam Carrick <laughs> or Derek Grant or, you know, somebody that Anybody. got called on the goals, the, yeah. the, the reaction would not be that large. 
Yeah. You know, and I had to watch it. I've probably watched it at least 15 times just to like, cause it's hard to tell where the contact is. Cause like you said, the, the, the footage of it is so grainy. I mean, it's, it's terrible. Chris and had like, to watch the Snyder cut to fucking yeah. get, get the best all, view all of the, it. All the different Christ. screenshots of Deleted it. Deleted like, scenes and you know, people, <laughs> uh, people are like picture, deep frying it. And it's like, what the fuck? Is this <laughs> the picture that Ryan uh, shared with me was, it looked the best. You could tell it wasn't a headshot. Um, yeah, it, it was absolutely not a headshot whatsoever. No, it wasn't. It just, that's why when, after I watched it for a while, I thought maybe it was more so of a shoulder injury than anything in the head. Yeah, shoulder or collarbone um, or something. Just the way I he mean, went I mean, down. Yeah, yeah, it almost looked like he was holding that arm, but then I didn't see the rest of it. So I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you, but I, and yeah. don't even get me started on the whole, oh, this wouldn't have happened if we had a certain player yeah. on yeah, our team. No, let's, yeah, let's, people, yeah, if we don't need to retread that. I think <laughs> yeah. we've had four episodes where we've had the same conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I will just say, I will, going to pass I will just say, I will just say one line about it. If you're of the mentality that that does not happen last night, if <laughs> Nick Delorier is still a duck, <sighs> stop. Because he still got hit by Cedric Paquette last mm-hmm. year. Nick Delorier was a duck. PK Subban still slew footed him last year. Nick Delorier was a duck. Like, no. Nick Delorier is not just going to, he doesn't just magically teleport between Jenik and Zegris and yeah. is like, no, that's not. And, like, you no. know, even if and he like, was on the same line. If, and who cares if he's in the lineup and then goes and beats up Jenik afterwards? It already happened. He's already it hurt. It did. Yeah. Like, what, and like, what, what are you talking like? The, like we the, saw like the other spongebob thing up. with the uh, city yeah. on fire we yeah. saved the city we did it patrick <laughs> we saved the city but yeah, yeah but it's just like i mean you can have other guys on the lineup that can do that like i know henrik's not a fighter but he stepped up last night immediately immediately went after yeah. Janik and dropped the gloves yeah that's yeah. another thing they're like oh if, if delorier was there yeah you know he would have he would have stuck up for zegers well someone yeah. already did yeah like, like and i've said it and I've said it on pods before. I enjoy fighting. I like it. I still like it as a part of the game. But yeah. I'm also of the mentality that it should not and never be a deciding any sort of big or small deciding factor in any sort of lineup choices or any reason you're gonna bring a, you're gonna bring a player on because he might have to fight somebody if something bad happens. Yeah. Like you can have guys that still contribute. Like Sam Carrick is a guy that can fight and can be a guy to step up into that role if something like last night does happen but the thing with sam carrick is he can also contribute in the bottom six nick delorier was not contributing in the bottom six yeah on either side of the puck on in in either of the 200 in any of the 200 feet of the ice all right jake let's move on before i start turning red like yeah i'm sorry yeah i know know we said we weren't gonna talk we can't we can move on guys it's okay i mean all you all you motherfuckers know what we think i'm just sweating over here (laughs) i know you're wearing a jersey first of all i am i am it's like 100 100 degrees outside oh jesus christ chris i'm fine i've got a fan on it's all good well some of the other things we had this week uh it's been so long in between episodes but rocco grimaldi was signed to a pto and has essentially solidified himself as a member of the team because sign him yeah well i i i would say yes but you know i feel like with these guys on ptos you know they really they kind of have to do a lot, you know, because mm-hmm. whether we like it or not, yes, they're participating in games. Yes, they're participating in camp, but they're still not signed. They're still technically yeah. not a member of the team. Yeah. You know, but, so it's got to be like, do the Ducks really think it's worth it when they have all these other 
you know, all these other potential assets that can slot into the top six. Now, you know, we don't know anything about Zegers yet, but let's say he or McTavish. Time. Yeah, or McTavish. Well, why? Well, I know he can said that that's not going to be long term, and he was like skating. Yeah. Today, and he was participating in practice. I don't. I think he's fine. But let's say Zegers is out for. Let's just say something happens and Zegers misses a couple weeks. You know, Sam Carrick's out for at least a month or two now. You know, we're not really too sure how if. Verbeek has talked to Eakins about using Derek Grant, so we're not too sure how he's going to be deployed. But mm-hmm. what I'm trying to get at is that fourth and a little bit of the third line, I'd say, are still a little wide open. Um, yeah. So it's going to be like, you know, do you want a Pavel Regenda to go in there? Do you want a Blake McLaughlin to try to maybe slide into that fourth C role? Are you just going to move Derek Grant back to the center now that we don't have a Sam Carrick? You know, it's just kind of, um, you know, Max Jones seems to be fine, so he's probably going to slot in there. Yeah, you know, so it's, I, 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 I wouldn't hate Grimaldi being brought on, but I just, I think that it's gonna need him like blowing people away in the next couple, yeah, in the next couple preseason games that he participates in to actually get a contract. So, like, I know I tweeted, like, I know I tweeted out the other day that oh, we could potentially see maybe a fourth line of you know, like a, a Regenda Grant and Grimaldi kind of thing, but I mean that was just that wasn't me like predicting anything i was just like oh you know maybe this could happen so yeah yeah. the fourth line and a little like i said a little tiny bit of the third line you know it's all wide open i think it's going to be really fun to see who is slotting in where it's definitely nice to see he has some chemistry with lundestrom i mean as many points as the two of them had in a game together you'd Mm -hmm. definitely look for things like that to be happening with that guy on a pto so it's definitely a worth it to me it seems a worthwhile gamble to maybe bring him on have him you know kind of stashed away or you know maybe he he is a bottom six guy all year but you know going into that we also had our first couple of rounds of cuts most of the guys we expected to to go back to their junior clubs for the year you know mm-hmm. um i think out of all of them zellweger was probably the biggest surprise yeah considering how he's been playing but you know yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, with Zellweger, I mean, yeah, on face value, you know, you probably wanted to see him get nine games. And I know a lot of people in the last couple of days were tweeting like, oh, man, like, like, I don't see how he's not at least going to get nine games or something. Only, you know, as always and as it is following sports, very often you get proved wrong very quickly. Yeah. So I found I found it funny how people were, um, myself included, last night were gushing over, over Zellweger's performance last night and, you know, making a case for him making the team only for not even 24 hours later him to get sent back to junior but well i mean look we all know we all know pat Verbeek comes from the steve eiserman school of thinking they like to let guys marinate a lot longer um you know you know they definitely don't want to rush guys and especially with defensemen you know you don't want to rush them too bad i i don't think giving him nine games and then sending him back no matter what would be rushing you know i still think they could have maybe fit that in but um we were kind of talking about it in the crash of the pond discord today. And like, you know, if, if Verbeek had a plan and he had communicated to Olin that this was going to happen, no matter what, like, Hey, we're going to get you a couple games in camp, you know, see how you do, but you're going back no matter what. And he just kind of followed through. Then that's fine. That shows he had a plan and shows that he communicated it to him and everybody was on the same page. So it's not terribly shocking. I still, I'm not saying I would have done it. I would have definitely given him nine, nine games, I think, but it's not like, it's not this, oh my God, what are we doing? Kind of move, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh and hey, was, and hey, who knows? He could he could I mean shit, dude. Things he's gonna do in junior this year. He might, yeah. he might, he might, he might go put up a hundred points as a defenseman. Like oh, it's easily. Gonna be, it's gonna be fucking nuts. And then hey, who knows? If things are aligning and we're able to sneak in as a wild card team, let's say Everett season ends, maybe he's able to pull a Kale McCarr and he makes his debut in the playoffs. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know? So yeah, I mean, now we're in not, the playoffs, guys. Yeah, we could still, we could still maybe, like I said, if everything goes right, you know, we could still yeah. maybe see Zellweger in a Ducks uniform this year. But you know, yeah, um, said, he'll, a he'll be the of, a whole bunch of things be the, have, to happen, have to happen before that. You know, you know, he'll he'll get the cup passed to him first, probably too. Yeah, yeah, first this year, I'll be at the parade. Um, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say that uh, Dusk, only Chris thing. is gonna be at the parade, not me or Jake. Only, only me. <laughs> um I was gonna say it's probably a good thing. I've been I've been slacking uh with the hockey focus uh article. Have not gotten that out. I was gonna do like the whole uh you know, I'm gonna predict the what the lineup's gonna look like opening night, you know, like the roster. And uh maybe it's a good thing that I've been kind of slacking because I was gonna have Zellweger <laughs> in there somewhere. So but I need to get to that. Um <laughs> ho- hopefully I can have it out by Saturday. So you gotta get on deck, Chris. Yeah, you know. Well, trans transitioning into one of our last little things we wanted to touch on was uh, I found the comments by John Klingberg and about John Klingberg uh, during Verbeek's media availability. A little interesting, just because he kind of threw some shade at the stars, and it didn't seem like there was uh, a lot there relationship-wise with them still with all the all the. St- stuff last year about him potentially being traded one now you know but it's interesting to say to see that he seems to have a little more not so much creative freedom but he's going to have a little more freedom out in the ice to kind of do what he does best and it seems like he's going to take that opportunity as best he can to to really kind of show what he's got which hey i love hearing that out of a guy um yeah Part of me thinks that he's saying that as a, you know, obviously he believes in this team if he signed here. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it also helps him out down the line of if we are out of a spot and he does get moved, teams can look back and be like, okay, so, you know, we know what he wants to do and what he's going to want to play like when he gets here. So mm-hmm. we got to be, you know, we can't hold him back and be like, Hey John, you know, we know that you're having fun leading the rush up the ice, but we kind of need you to play defense again. <laughs> like yeah. it, it, it's cool seeing that. I mean, it also helps that he's not throwing shade at our team, but like, yeah, <laughs> it, it's nice seeing that a player's coming to a place like us and being like, Hey, I, I have that freedom now to where I can play. Like I want to play. Uh-huh. Yeah. He has plenty of time to throw shade at us at the trade deadline. (laughs) Um, And I mean, also kind of on the Klingberg front, it was interesting to see him leave mid game because I thought he was hurt on top of Zegers being hurt. But yeah, like all that shit going on, all that shit going on yesterday. And then I'm like, oh, uh, Klingberg is not coming back either. You're just like, are you fucking kidding me? But then he was just having a baby. So yeah. That's and fine. he got there in time to see his baby. So yeah, like 20 minutes. I guess there. I I guess we'll let it slide, John. I guess. <laughs> I, guess. I guess. Congrats so. on the sex. <laughs> but you know. The nine uh, month ago sex. 
Um, next up, I, I kind of had, and this was just a general topic, but I did like, uh, you know, I touched on it briefly there. Um, Verbeek's media availability uh, after the practices and the beginnings of training camp last week. Uh, he had pretty much said that, you know, with, with Getsy being the captain for 11 years, they don't have any plans of naming a captain anytime soon. But in the same vein, you know, a lot of the free agents that they brought in this offseason were meant to be guys that were going to have good reputations as leaders. Um, so it kind of feels like it's going to be a leadership by committee kind of thing in the locker room, which always has seemed to be the case with the Ducks. You know, we've always had quality guys as alternates or, you know, standing alongside Getsy. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's going to be a weird transition for sure kind of having to see guys step up, but I also feel like it's one of the big things that Verbeek wants to see is he wants to see his players step up on the ice and take strides. You know, he mentioned he wants Zegers and Drysdale to take those strides and kind of ascend to a different level this year, mm-hmm. but kind of laying it on the table saying, I want this team to prove who the leaders are in the room. Um, yeah. You know, it just yeah. kind of shows that the focus has shifted. It's not, there's not going to be a status quo of, you know, oh, we're just going to keep trucking along until we get there. He he wants these guys to kind of grab it by the reins and really take hold of things. And for a team like us that's in a transitionary period like this, um, I, mean, I don't think you can dislike that. No. Um, you definitely want no, your, not at all. your GM to be like, hey, it's up to the guys to figure this out because I can only do so much. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And I, th- I've, I think I want to let leaders emerge themselves was like, I've, I think that was the exact quote that Verbeek used. And yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not, I mean, it just shows that, you know, he's comfortable with where the, with where the room's at and the leaders that he has. And yeah, you know, I mean, I think we're all in agreement. There's no rush to name a captain whatsoever. Um, nope. You know, kind of, kind of let guys sort that out, you know, see who's here next year and everything like that. So, yeah, I mean, feel like it was pretty expected and i think even troy terry made comments towards the end of last season he was like yeah he's like we may just kind of roll without a captain for the first year so he the, this was pretty expected already i think i'm not yeah. not shocked yeah. at all that they didn't name a captain so yeah i'd imagine we'll get one next year but um yeah i mean you know and i'm sure it'll just be the normal alternates you know fowler henrik silverberg and you know the main you think you think we jump on the jump on the train next season of naming a captain who's like under 20 i wouldn't hate it i mean Mm. hey the didn't the canadians just name nick suzuki captain or did i get trolled no (laughs) no that that happened (laughs) that did actually okay i was like in the middle of a meeting and earlier today and i was scrolling through and i was like oh that's cool and then i kind of forgot about it and then yeah i remembered it like a little bit ago and i'm like did that actually happen like did i yeah (laughs) yeah i mean hey i mean it's becoming more of a common thing in the nhl i'd say you know obviously not every team's doing it but it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens i certainly don't think it's like 100 fowlers or 100 henriques no matter what you know what i mean so yeah i used to i, I always thought it was fowlers yeah but yeah. over the past yeah. like i would say year i would not be shocked if it ended up being like mctavish next season right yeah yeah, and Just at the end of the day, we, we as fans, we don't know what goes on in that room. Yeah. You know, so. Not yet. Not yet. That's right. <laughs> we'll get in there. We'll get in there. <laughs> fly on the wall. We're going to bug the locker room. 
Tyler, we're coming. <laughs> that, that's oh, not Christ. a threat. It's a joke. <laughs> Just joking. Oh, <laughs> I've always, oh, within the last year, I've kind of come around to the idea of Troy Terry as ne- next captain. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel foul. I, I know, I know Lou, uh, I know Lou's a big fan of that idea. So, <laughs> um, I kind of feel like it's Fowler's spot to lose, but at the same time, I think that we're also, we say it over and over again, but where we're at as a team really kind of puts us in that spot of you really can't go wrong with what you do. Mm -hmm. You either name a young captain and you have a kid, you know, take over and really prove that it was the right decision, or you have a veteran that's, you know, pretty much given his all to this franchise holds a rec, you know, holds a record in the record books in franchise history. Um, and, you know, like, I, I don't think we can really complain. Like, it's not like they're just throwing it on a random guy and saying, Hey, have, have fun, buddy. You're, you're our next captain. Like <laughs> these processes take some time and that wound of losing a leader like Ryan Getzloff is still fresh. And I don't think, you know, naming a captain right away is the bandaid fix or it is the band-aid fix not the mm-hmm. the healing to go with it but like i don't think so either you know it, it just goes to show that verbeek's not bluffing he's keeping he's keeping true to what he said of we're a team in transition and a lot can shake out in a year um you know his moves... Derek grant <laughs> <laughs> We, we don't know what he's going to do at the deadline because he's not looking that far. He's, yeah. It almost seems like his outlook is very game to game because mm-hmm. a lot can change game to game um, because hockey is a very volatile sport and things can change like that. Um, but I feel like taking that time to evaluate everything, your roster, your, your coaching staff, your, I mean, how your day-to-day operations run, um, it's very methodical and it's a nice change of pace because it's just, it feels very, it feels very like tightly run. Yeah. I feel like I years past it was just like, oh, let's go spend money on this guy and we'll be done at the deadline, you know, free agency, you know, the first day. Yeah. Um, where this whole off season has been little things here and there. And I, you know, we swung and missed on Nita Ryder. You know, we missed out on Fiala to a division rival. Um, and you start kind of like looking at that, like, ah, shit, like, what are we doing? And then slowly but surely, you know, we draft really well. We get great guys in free agency, like some, some sneaky good guys on PTOs and, you know, some kids improving or, you know, proving that they were the right draft pick or, you know, yeah. what have you. And it just seems like there's, like this franchise has done a complete 180 and it just makes, you know, the next couple of weeks, very exciting because yeah, exactly. I think the thing we have to realize is we have to go into the season with very low expectations because Verbeek's not expecting the sun and the moon out of us or out, out of the team. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Like it's another, like, it's just another, you know, just like last year. Like last year. 
yeah, yeah. it's kind of like last year you know if we if we're if if stars align and we're able to make a little bit of a push into one of the wild card spots and we make the playoffs cool mm-hmm. if we don't cool like <laughs> it's fine like yeah it's just another year of development the window is not open yet so even if we do sneak in like it's not even then it's not like that huge of well i guess it's a big i, I guess it would be a big deal because it meant you know a lot of the kids are stepping up and you know taking steps forward and stuff like that so that would be good but, but it's also wouldn't... not bad if we they can also still do that and yeah. we don't make the playoffs you know yeah so like it's again it's kind of the season of vibe like we're just we're just kind of vibing and whatever happens happens yeah all i ask is if they you lose know? at least look like they they care yeah, and they try <laughs> yeah well next up uh we had the duck stream pretty much hit the ground running and has been putting out some killer content since it dropped it's so I mean, awesome the first uh the first episode of uh what was it it's something mighty fuck i should have pulled it up uh but the the thing that they did with korea and solani um, yeah uh from mighty till now or something yes 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 yeah. yes that was fucking hilarious because yeah, it was literally good. was I mean, Kent French at the start of it was like, I'm just going to let you two talk. I'm going to leave. Like, I'm going to leave the room. <laughs> um, you know, you had the story of talking about how, like, they'd go to dinner and um, Solani ate part of Paul Korea's steak yeah. and was, like, going around the table and taking pieces of steak from everybody's plate. <laughs> I mean... It was just kind of one of those things where, like, it wasn't, I wasn't, you know, rolling on, on the floor laughing or anything, but it was just like, it took me aback and I had to stop. I remember I was sitting on my computer listening to it while I was uh, editing the, like, the titles on Podbean and stuff. Yeah. And I had to stop and, like, really pay attention because I was like, what the, like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> um, but it, it, it's, it's really cool. Like, the vibe of everything, like, they've had everybody from, you know, Tamu and Paul to um, Kenny Albert was on it the other day. I'm pretty sure. Yep, Kenny um, Albert, uh, Elliot had, Friedman, Elliot Friedman, Buchagross was on there too. Um, I mean, not only not only is that podcast been you know incredible, but it's just like the fact that you can you can really go any hour of the day and just have something there to listen to. Yeah, um, they have like ten different shows or something. They they even have a goals one and yeah um yeah tyler kind of told us that this was a a huge venture for uh forum and it's good to see it paying off already because you know it just seems like they're going to be putting out killer content all year yeah and And i feel and i feel the the content all the content has been like 100 well received by everybody so so far yeah keep doing it seems pretty good keep doing it duck stream shout out to you and that whole team (laughs) Follow them Ken, at Duckstream. Ken, Alexis, all the people behind the scenes for sure. Shout yeah. out to you guys. I'm excited I'm for excited the beak. For this. The that, beak. Sh- that should be really interesting, especially as the season goes on. Yeah. Um, because I feel like it's an opportunity for them to be very candid and open about what's going on. Yeah. And so real quick, so that one, that's one I haven't listened to yet. So is that just Pat Verbeek just like doing a pod doing like a solo podcast or is he being interviewed every single time 
I think he's being interviewed okay. or he's talking with Kent or Alexis. I think it's okay. Alexis. Oh, that'd be interesting. Like how many teams have like a weekly or a bi-weekly like cadence with their GM? That Yeah, and we have one with our know. coach too behind the yeah. bench is one of uh-huh. them. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like there's just going to be a lot of like content that we've never had yeah. with this. And they're easy course, listening so. too. I mean, I don't think any, I mean, I know the team owns, I know that I almost said the Timu and Solani one. <laughs> I know the I know the Solani and Korea one was a little over an hour, but I think the other ones, like the Eakins interview was only like 30 minutes. So yeah. it, it's easy listening, you know, something you can throw on while you're working out or something you can, you know, just listen to on a quick car ride. But yeah, I'm excited for it and and the different content we hear. Like imagine let's fast forward to like the trade deadline or something like that and a whole bunch of moves go down. And then Verbeek goes on the next day and he's like, oh, like, I don't know how much he'll actually be able to go in depth on the moves, but imagine him like being able to like actually elaborate on like what went down maybe in like yeah. a little, little bit of the decision process and stuff like that. Like that's, yeah, that's something that a lot of teams aren't, aren't giving their fans right now. So mm-hmm. this is, this is a huge, huge step forward for the entire Ducks organization in terms of engagement and content. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of this. This is going to be really fun. Yeah. And um, if you go into it, like you can uh, follow them anywhere, like on uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, but I'm on Apple podcast. And when you click on each one, it kind of tells you how often they're updated. And some of them are like weekly, some are monthly, some are biweekly. They have this one that's called the players lounge. And you get to hear from your favorite ducks players. They're going to hang out and share some of their best stories with Kent French joining to stir the pot. Oh, well, so that's kind of cool. So that'll be fun. I'm, I and I, I, I know they've already talked about the possibility of Zegers getting his own show. So, <laughs> Just I mean, the, how, Zegers, how could you, the, how could you the not? Trevor Zegers show, yeah, <laughs> Just have Zegers doing a podcast like right before a game, yeah. <laughs> you get to him like, hey guys, like, you know, his voice, like, yeah. what's up, y'all? Hey, how we doing? <laughs> Got warm ups in 10 minutes. <laughs> Just hear Dallas. Really know what's going on? <laughs> you know. Dallas in the background going, Trevor, shut the camera off. Trevor, we have morning skate. <laughs> I'm gonna take you with me on my morning skate. They should let they should do one with Dallas and Trevor. Oh my like, god. Like together, that would be I think that'd be fun. I think it'd just be Trevor just like giving Egan's a bunch of shit the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah, or yeah. Or <laughs> A, a a healthy serving of both yeah yeah, yeah make sure you're following them on twitter at duckstream it's a lot of fun already well lastly in ducks news uh a little minor one but another good s- step in the right direction uh ducks have added another person to their hockey ops department uh connor jung uh he is going to be a data scientist with the team um i don't too, know too much about him uh I started following him on Twitter last week when the news were or was announced. Mm-hmm. Um, he worked for EA previously as like a like back, it seems kind of like a back end stats guy. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming you know maybe he's kind of a piece with Solomon in the back of the you know front that's, office. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But you know it's cool seeing moves like this. It's just a a transition further into the future of analytics smart hockey boys fancy numbers and the graphs all the graphs gonna have to ask him if he believes that x dog is a legit stat or not but we will get back to you on that 
expected dog per shift. <laughs> well, before we get into the rest of the news this week, uh want to plug our socials like we do. Um, yes, and go yeah. follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> follow Connor because he'll be getting a new Iron Maiden tattoo soon and well, keep up really with all the Iron pictures. Maiden. Well, it's not really an Iron Maiden tattoo. They just happen to have a a song about the theme that I'm getting. Like I already kind of like the theme anyway, so it just they just so happen to have a song. So yeah, it's going Fine. right. It's going right here. No, nice, hot. Show no, right here. Oh, oh, almost got nipple there. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get us banned on Twitch. Stop. Sorry. Oh my god. It. Exclusive content. Subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> Uh, I don't have an OnlyFans. Don't get excited. Yet. He's winking. You guys can't see it. He's winking. (laughs) He's got his hands behind his back. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, follow all of our socials. Our link tree is in our Twitter bio. Uh, We have all of our links here on Twitch as well. At at Late Arrivals Pod on pretty much everything. Um, I had an idea for a TikTok that may come to life one day if Tyler lets us, but you know, there's no way. That that's a pipe dream right now. We'll we'll no way he'll let us. Or maybe or maybe he'll do it just like out of pity. He'll be like, "All right, you guys get to do this." (laughs) Feels bad for us. Yeah. (laughs) Um, follow the hockey focus and all the podcasts over there. Um, this has become the place to plug it because I forget at the beginning of the episodes. Yeah, but you know, follow our network. Bunch of bunch of great dudes over there. Family keeps yeah, growing. Let's let's help let's help the hockey focus network get to like let's see, we're like two weeks out of the season and we're at I think they're at like fifty five hundred followers. Let's try to get them to like seven K by the start of the season. So 7K. go follow them. Right. Yeah. Let's All get right. them to seven. Let's give them <laughs> let's get them to seven thousand and one. Seven thousand and one and a half. And yeah, go follow them everywhere. They're on Instagram as well. It's all the Holy same. Crap, the hockey 7,000 followers. <laughs> <laughs> got to do the, we got to do the Nasher plug, you know? Oh boy. Got to do the smash like and hit subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> well, to transition into news around the league, a uh, little minor thing. Sabres extended uh, Kevin Adams this week. Um Sabers keep taking W's. Yeah, first the goat yeah. heads and it's a good you know, extension. I'm excited to see them a little bit better. I hope they're better than years prior because they're kind of building a fun team over there in Buffalo. They are, yeah. And um, I finally, I officially got my plane ticket to Buffalo, so it's it's happening. Hell yeah. Um, and I'm gonna see them play the Red Wings in October and oh. and the Blackhawks. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully they're fun. I just want to see some craziness. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, next up we had, I, I wrote down in the notes, I, how, how I do the outlines every week. I try and I've explained this to the guys, but I try and put things in terms that I know I can like project out and speak. Um, this one I'm I'm kind of confused by, uh, but I put the Wild Oceans Eleven Kaprizov back to Minnesota. Um, but the, pretty much what had happened, if you guys don't uh, quite remember the news, uh, there was kind of some controversy that uh, 
Kirill Kaprizov of the Minnesota Wild potentially could have been stuck in Russia trying to come back home uh, before the start of the preseason. Um, The story was he had a fake military ID and the Russian government was trying to keep him in Russia and pretty much the article that uh, Michael Russo put out this week was just kind of detailing that journey to get Kirill back to America, which to me sounded like they kind of oceans 11 them out. Um, A lot of sketchy stuff, man. Just Jesus Christ. The article has in quotes at one point saying that very important people helped get him out. Um, So that kind of tells me maybe they smuggled him out, but you know, We're not uh we're not gonna start rumors about anything no, no. like that. Um, but it was that. it was cool to see that uh, like Dean Evison and Bill Guerin were like really concerned about Kaprizov safety getting back over, which you would hope out of a GM and a coach. But yeah. um, you know, like Evison was saying that like they have a group chat as a team, and everybody was like, "Hey, bud, like we're we're excited to get you back home. Like, please be safe." And when they saw him, you know. Devison pretty much said that he was so happy to see him again, you know, bright and smiling, you know, happy to be back at the rink. So cute. So cute. (laughs) (laughs) But man, I I can't imagine like being like, not, I mean, it's one thing to be the person that's having the trouble getting out, but I can't imagine being someone that like, like Evison or Garen, that's not so much responsible for him, but like, the end of the day, he, you pay him money to do something for your franchise, mm-hmm. and not saying that they look at it as like he's a dollar sign or anything, um, you know, or a means to an end. But like, I can't imagine being like, oh shit, like, what if we can't get this guy back? Yeah, like that just seems like added stress that a GM doesn't need <laughs> or a yeah, coach exactly. needs. Uh huh. But it's cool to see that they got they got him back. We don't well, I don't think we'll ever know the means of how, but you know, crazy shit going on in the world. You know, we don't need to get into <laughs> the politics of that. Yeah, we don't need to get in trouble. God God knows that's messier than whether the fucking hit last night was clean or not. <laughs> you're glad you're glad Dalla Dalla Bill Kirill is back and we get to watch him. Yes. So. He's a I, wonderful, love, I, love me, I love me some Kirill Kaprizov. So. Same. He's a wonderful hockey man. He's a wonderful person. He may torture <laughs> us for years to come, but goddamn, he's fun. At least we are okay. in the Central. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, Lois. <laughs> uh, next up, I had added that uh, we had some some controversy with the jersey ads and stuff. Uh, Greg Wyshynski wrote an article about kind of the headache that a lot of fans are dealing with because it was told to us that there weren't going to be ads on authentic jerseys and then both Minnesota and Columbus were selling them at their team store with the ads and Mm -hmm. talk about controversy that uh, riles up NHL fans (laughs) just like uh, bad hits to the head in CTE but holy shit fucking it seems like every year that we get advertisements in some way, shape, or form on a uniform, just like everybody collectively just melts down. Yeah. 
Um, I understand the people that are purists and don't want them on jerseys. People are entitled to those opinions. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, some people care about bullshit that doesn't matter. Um, and we can't change that. Yeah. I have, I've learned that the more I'm on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but it's just kind of funny because one of the uh, one of the heads of advertising with the NHL, Keith Wachtel, um, kind of called people out and just were essentially were telling them to stop being babies about it. Yeah. Um, because it's up to the, just like the basis of what Greg got out of Keith was, um, hope and seethe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the basis of it is like, they're leaving it up to the teams. Like there are certain teams that aren't going to wear patches on the uniforms. And mm-hmm. I think they said at the very least they are going to have the helmet decals. So it's yeah. going to kind of be like the bubble uh, season and the season after where they had the ads on the helmets only. But it's up to the discretion of the teams to put them on the jerseys in the team store if they feel they need to. Yeah. So Minnesota, and I want to say it's Columbus. I, I don't remember 100%. Uh, but, you know, pretty much like they're, they're – they're leaving it up to the teams to decide if they want the ads or not. And Keith Wachtel pretty much had said, I I put the the quote from the article. He said, it's a small patch. We know how important the front of the sweater is. There's no reason to change that. Anyone that's getting hysterical about that is listening to the wrong hype or they are on Twitter. We have no intention of doing anything like NASCAR or what they do in European sports. And I respect the hell out of Keith Wachtel for saying that because the Twitter comment was funny. Yeah. Um, it shows that he can kind of take it and they probably hear it from everybody. And I can only imagine it's annoying as shit. I'm sure. Having to hear not only people bitch about it, but then the teams go, well, do we have to do this? You know, or what are, what are the limitations? What are the extents of the rules that I can go with this? Exactly. Pretty yeah. much all you missed, Chris, was Keith Wachtel said, get off of Twitter, you bozos. Yeah, touch grass. Touch grass, cope and seethe. Um, um, go ahead. No, nah, I was just going to say, I mean, the, the, I understand the hate for the jersey ads. I'm not, a, I'm not like a fan of them. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, please slap a McDonald's logo. Right by the, the please Ducks put a Wendy. Del Taco logo on the please. sleeve of my Ducks jersey. <laughs> I want an In and Out burger on the back. <laughs> like I, you know, it's like I don't, but I don't care at the same time. Like as long as, like he said, he's he's not expecting them to, or they're not planning on being like European hockey jerseys or <laughs> you know a NASCAR in NASCAR with all the ads on their on their cars yeah. and stuff. I mean that's that's all that matters. I mean if it's one little one, I mean I know people are like oh one lead to more and blah 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 but it's as long as as long as you do have an option not to uh that you as long as you have an option that you don't have to get it with the ad on the jersey i don't see the big deal because like with the ads on the helmets i've already forgotten that they're even there yeah exactly well and like and what's our one this year oc navigator yeah yeah they like blend in with the color scheme anyway so it's like you're not even, you're gonna be like oh cool 
new helmet logo. And then you're not going to notice it again for the rest of the season. Like, yeah. You're going to be fine. It's just funny. It literally, <laughs> he literally says cope and seethe, just like without saying it. He says ratio. <laughs> ratio plus L. Plus you fell off. <laughs> Speaking of falling off, uh, the stars might if uh, things continue to go the way that they're going. That's okay. uh, Jason Robertson still remains unsigned. And what are they doing? It kind of feels like we're we're getting to Mitch Marner, William Nylander territory with this. Yeah. Um, yeah, this will be interesting, man. This will be interesting. I don't understand this at all. Like, how is this happening? I feel Trade like that's going to kind of... Uh, for his rights. <laughs> it's going to kind of uh, throw our uh, central predictions uh, one yeah. way or the other if he signs or not. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if he doesn't they, sign though? with them... I feel like they're going to be bad. Are we sure about that? I mean, I see it one of two ways. They're either going to be doesn't bad. Move me. They're going to be bad with him or they're going to be bad without him. It just is a matter of what spot they're bad in. The, yeah, okay. I got gotcha. you. But with that being said, I can't hate on Jake Ottinger because he was really good last year. Oh, and we don't hate on Jake. goalies. And yeah. Jake, yeah. We, we don't hate on together. goalies here. <laughs> this is a goalie safe zone. Most unless you're on the Preds. Yeah. I was gonna oh, say, no. unless you're Pecorine, then yeah. Unless you're on the Preds, then I'm I don't I don't see you. I don't know you. <laughs> but it's it's confusing because you'd think that's a guy you want locked up, but the stars are confusing. They're one of the many confusing teams in the league. They they're sure not are. on fl- they're not on the flyers level of confusing just yet. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> they're still they're still trending that way. Yeah. That's fine. Whatever. So lastly, um I I was kind of jockeying between doing like this and the Kaprizov thing back to back, but the Czech Republic is potentially going to bar the Russian players on the Predators and the Sharks. Yep. When the NHL goes to the global series in a couple weeks, right? It's like next Friday. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a weird situation that like the political sides of the Kaprizov thing, um, mm-hmm. I feel we should tread lightly with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. it's weird to see a former player being the one to lead the charge and telling his country to not allow the Russians to play and that it would be Dominic Hoshik. Yeah. The king himself has spoken. The dominator. He uh, stuck stuck his claim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know we're not going to get into the politics of it, but yeah, it's just, it's going to be, I'll it's going to be say, interesting to see what they do. Like, I'll I, just say it's weird. It's just weird. Cause it's, yeah. Yeah, I'll just say it's weird. <laughs> and I know, and I know Mike Greer even came out and said he's like, well, either we all go or none, none of us. us. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Maybe the maybe the sharks back out. Maybe Czech Republic is like, okay, just for this one game, you can come. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, because they're playing next Friday and Saturday, Sharks Preds. I forgot where though. Is it is it just the Czech Republic or is it like in one it's one game in the Czech Republic, one in another? 
Like uh, area. I don't know. I don't. I'm not uh, too sure head, about I'm that. Sure. I thought the two games they they've done in the past, like when they had the Senators up there that yeah. one year, and then when they had the Avs and the Lightning last year, right? Or was that the year? Was that the bubble or before the bubble season? I can't keep track. Before the bubble, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think they just play two games in the country. They just play at different arenas. Okay. Cause um because I know I, they have exhibition games next week too against um I think the Sharks are playing Ice Baron, Berlin. Mm-hmm. And the Preds are playing SC Bern of the Swiss League. So I know they'll cool. they'll at least be in like Switzerland and Germany too. So yeah. Fun. I think the actual games between the two are in one country. I think the travel is just for the exhibitions. Gotcha. But if we're trying to remember before COVID, uh, that's kind of hard just because that feels like seven years ago and it was only like three. I feel like I've died and I'm someone else. I don't have any memory (laughs) (laughs) of anything before 2020. Well, before we uh, get into the tail end of the episode we have to do our central division predictions we think that i think that kind of got lost in the uh kerfuffle of the week of injuries just tons of shit dropping bunch of news this was a very jam-packed episode looking at the outline um was a little daunting at first it was it was uh but the central i kind of feel like we don't even have to say number one because we know that's going to be the defending champion avalanche. Yeah, it's just a matter of where everybody else slots in. We definitely forgot to ask Luda to give us his predictions. He said he was going to do it before before we uh, recorded. We'll get Luz next week uh, before the Pacific. We'll, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll just remember. run through it. Yeah. yeah. Off Sorry, the hop, just add in a little note and just be like, and Luz picks yeah. where... I got to remind Lewis. Um, but yeah, Abs will definitely win it again. I don't see any team giving them any problems. Do we want to um, do this individually or up for to the you guys. sake of time? Do we want to? We can just list them off. Why not? Just uh, put together. Yeah. I feel number two, it's a toss up between the Blues and the Wild. I have the Wild. I also have Minnesota at two. Yeah. I would put Minnesota at two, Blues at three. Three is where I'm deciding. But, yeah, I think I'll go Blues three, Predators four. Yeah, I think that's an easy top three, Avalanche, uh, Wild, Blues. And then four, I would say it all depends on what the Stars do here. I'll say the Stars and then the Jets. And then? then the Blackhawks. Then then Coyotes. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I, I think it's pretty obvious that Blackhawks and, and the Coyotes are. That's going to be a battle. Too, so that's that's going to be, be <laughs> it, it's going to be something. That's going to be a battle of uh, horrible, horrible hockey. Um, but yeah, Abs, Wild, Blues. Blues. I might go Stars. It just depends. I'm, I don't know that fourth spot. It's either Dallas or Nashville. I kind of give Nashville the edge. I feel like Niederreiter makes them a little bit better, which also makes me sick. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I just don't feel Dallas is going to be very good. No, they still have the talent, but I just yeah, yeah. The goaltending is whack. I don't see it. 
Um, but you think they're gonna they're gonna finish ahead of the Jets or? I think they finish ahead of the Jets. Yeah, I feel like the Jets are kind of in that weird purgatory and all the yeah. drama going on with it's Wheeler the, and the Jets are almost like the opposite of the Stars. I mean, the Jets have like some good talent and stuff, but I mean, they have like solid goaltending, where the Stars just kind of aren't. I mean, Ottinger's good, but I don't know. I'll put Jets. I'll put Jets uh, sixth as well, and then I, my. <laughs> It's tough to say who's going to be worse between the Coyotes and Blackhawks, to be honest. I honestly kind of feel like the Blackhawks are going to be worse than the Coyotes, but Mm -hmm. they're kind of the two teams that are, you got to start hot and hope that if you do fizzle out, it's late enough in the season. Yeah. Um, But I definitely feel like of the two, at least the Coyotes have a little more to look forward to. Mm Um. Because even though both K's and Tane, K's, Kane and Taze, oh my <laughs> lord, um, I feel like even though the both of them haven't uh, requested a trade by any means, I feel like that could be a different story around the deadline. Yeah, um, I almost feel like of the two, Kane probably is the one that gets traded, and then just doesn't sign again. But I mean, that's more so a off-season kind of thing. Yeah. So unless they're, you know, offloading one of the two of them at the deadline for, you know, bad contracts and picks, it's really a toss up of who's, who's duking it out in the dumpster together. (laughs) I'll, yeah. Um, I know, I know I read that the coyotes are, are looking to add a goalie. Um, cause there's not much here. Man, uh, I'll say Coyotes finish eighth. I'll give the Blackhawks seventh just because I want the Coyotes to have the best chance at the number one pick. So <laughs> I will put them at eighth. And um, it's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough watch this season. So hopefully Jenny will do okay. Hopefully they at least have some fun and maybe maybe they happen to be high-scoring games and they lose, but it's like 6-5 or, you know, Cause I mean, I know, I know they're excited for Gunther and uh, Cooley and geeky, but I don't know how many of them actually make the team right out of the gate. They definitely need a uh, vibes over, um, <laughs> over results kind of season. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I'd agree. Just enjoy the college atmosphere. I think that'll make it easier. Yeah. I think being in a place like that's going to kind of take the vibe to another level just because yeah. it's going to be so fresh and new that like there's naturally going to be hype around them. Like mm-hmm. we've talked about it a few times or as much as everybody wants to shit on the coyotes, like people are going to show up to the games yeah. because you're going to have those people who are like, well, if, you know, if you're going to be stuck up and not go, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and those people are going to go have fun. And the people that want to be miserable are going to be miserable. Yep. Let him be miserable. Well, our uh, kind of in the, the vein of the preseason, uh, our hockey three six topic of the week kind of is along the lines of maybe an alternate route to go with the pre or the 
preseason and the like the training camp kind of things. Um, he asks us this week, would there be any benefit to the NHL following what the NBA does and putting together a summer league where prospects and younger players can come together, play in an off-season competition a bit before the season starts? I don't know. I've been wanting it for the last couple of years, but now they're kind of dishing out these like three on three leagues during the summer. Cause there's, there's like two of them. And then they also have uh the beauty league, which is like where most of those deal. guys go yeah. to train and stuff yeah. or you know, get back into shape. Yeah. Most of them are like from, you know, if, if players are from Minnesota, that that's where it's based. They're all in that league. So it would be cool, but I just don't know if there's, enough interest i guess like not even just from fans or anything but maybe just from teams and players individually you know what i mean yeah um but like i said i wouldn't hate it i think it'd be kind of cool but i'm okay with the three on three leagues during the summer uh that three ice was it was all right it's first year it was it was fine i i didn't watch as much as i wanted to just because i just i couldn't really get into it at it seems very hard to get into. Yeah. Um, the only reason I kept seeing highlights of it is because there's this guy that he's like a Instagram. Oh yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Guy, he mm-hmm. does TikToks too, and I <laughs> we talk about him at work all the time because he's the only guy I know that's ever bought a fucking Bauer sling, which is the <laughs> hockey stick with a hole in the blade. Yeah. <laughs> and it, we were talking about it yesterday, actually, because I was explaining this to another coworker. I was like, when people buy those sticks or like when people are thinking about those sticks, we tend to tell them not to because especially at the youth level and when you get into like the teenager kind of brackets of play like 12 to like 18. Yeah. Kids are fucking ruthless. <laughs> um working around that environment for the last you know like four years like kids do not give a fuck and they will tell you they will say the most heinous shit possible yeah and that stick just is a walking invitation to just have everyone roast the shit out of you (laughs) but so like i was telling them like you know if a kid buys it you're just gonna get made fun of yeah but like that guy is the only guy i know that Oh, little... good. Oh, there we go. <laughs> He's like the only guy that's actually like good enough to get away with using such a gimmicky fucking stick. Yeah. And like I said, the only reason I knew that three ice was still going on was because they were like kids were posting TikToks of him playing. Mm-hmm. And then you just go and read the comments and like, really, dude, fucking Bauer sling? Like, what are you using? Yeah. And that was the extent of watching it. I feel like if there was a, there was like a dedicated league in the summer that was something different, I would watch it. But mm-hmm. three ice kind of fell a little flat. And not, yeah. to, not to say that, like, I mean, granted, that was a lot of kind of guys that either played before or never were NHLers or what have you. Um, so it's a little different to say that like that idea fell flat because of who was doing it. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you maybe did like a very lax kind of thing for rookies 
guys, you know, just looking to get back in shape, it'd be interesting. Yeah. I just don't know if it would be entertaining. Yeah. And I, what I really liked about it is the tour based stuff, how they went city to city. I thought that was really cool. And I thought that would get more interest for me and stuff. But yeah, I think like how you were saying where it's a lot of players who either didn't make it or they played for a little bit and, you know, they just couldn't stick it out in the NHL. Yeah. I think it'd be different if they could get some bigger names in there for sure. Like, but then at the same time, you don't know how, how far they can go because these guys have contracts with teams that are playing in the NHL right now. And you don't know, they would have to get permission from their team. You know what I mean? Cause what if they get injured in this summer league? Yeah. You don't want a guy to get lit up by yeah. a hit. Yeah. You know. And they don't hit much in there since it's three on three. Like it's all pretty much like crazy open ice stuff. It's, they do focus on skill a lot. I don't remember seeing a lot of big hits or anything. Um, but still, I mean, it, it could be anything. You could, it, you don't have to get hit to get injured. Um, it's blocking a puck or something, you know? I mean, I feel like it'd be hard to get bigger names in there, but it would be kind of cool if they were able to, even if it was, even if it was for like a special, special weekend. Yeah. Like one, one weekend stop. Oh, we're going to have this guy join a team. Just one of them. And maybe something like that, where maybe every stop has like, you know, if they're in NHL cities, maybe they have like the star player from that team, maybe show up and play in the game. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. Just to, just to kind of spice it up a little bit. Cause it was kind of like, they got a lot of hype once it was getting started. And then once it was on TV, it was just kind of like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I enjoyed just, Yeah, It was I, just there. Yeah. I enjoyed the hype more than the actual games. I feel like guys would take it a little too seriously. And then we kind of roll back into the conversation we had at the top of the episode where it's like, why are we lighting dudes up in preseason? I feel like inherently, if you add NHLers to the mix to a thing like that, you're just going to get it. All it takes is one guy to get fucking frustrated while yeah. he's, you know, just trying to get back into shape for the season. Yeah. exactly. And I'd hate to have like my star player go out there and get two handed in the back of the leg because, you know, one of the other guys on the ice had, you know, a double Del Taco before he got on the, the <laughs> ice and feeling like he's cramping up. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel that. It's a hockey's kind of that weird sport, especially at the pro level where I, I think you have to have that in between that off season of just let the guys go and do what they want. Let them go on their trips. Let them go golf. Yeah, it's Come not back. a sport where you can just, like, hammer them year after year after year after, like, all year, all year, all year, and then yeah. expect their bodies to hold up. That's just, this isn't a sport where you can afford to do that, so. I mean, you see it at the youth level, but. That's fair, yeah. Kids are also. Made of rubber bands. Eh, most of them are. We'll see. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, it, it's easier at a younger level because inherently like you're not having to pay that person to play it yeah you know it's the means of you signed on to play a club season and your parents are just driving you around all summer to go play showcases or play tournaments to to get you to the next step i feel like with nhlers like especially if it's just an all nhler kind of thing like they're already at the top like Unless they're a guy that's really fighting for a spot to prove something, like, yeah. Do you see guys like 
the Trevor Zegerses of the world go out there and play a summer league. No, he wants, you know, he wants to go hang out with his friends in the summer and not have to think about the rink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in theory, <laughs> like, we didn't really answer. <laughs> we didn't really answer it, but it's kind of um, hard because there's like, um, there's not like a really, there's not a definite, like, yes, this would be beneficial. It's kind of like, I think it's keeping us from saying like, oh yeah, like that totally makes sense because you have those guys that eat, sleep and breathe hockey, but you have other guys that need that disconnect of like, okay, the season ends, I can go back home. Cause a mm -hmm. lot of these guys aren't Americans. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're a Canadian or if you're an American or another player playing in Canada, like, if you're not from country, like, you know, what's, what's keeping you there in the off season yeah. if you're not getting paid? Yeah, exactly. Like you I have agree. to really, really be in love with it to want to stay and play all year round. Yeah. And we already got like, for like, um, you know, draft picks and like junior players to do something like that. We already got like the world juniors. Um, they play they can play in the men's worlds some of them do and that's during the stanley cup playoffs um so i don't know i think there's enough maybe i'm totally fine with what 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 there is right now with the three on three leagues during the summer and all the other tournaments maybe what we need is better coverage of those other games yeah or um, or more dedicated coverage because yeah when you get to catch the Canada U S game at the end of the tournament, when there's been like two weeks of play prior, it's kind of hard <laughs> to be really in, enthralled in it because it's yeah. like, okay, this was maybe the expected outcome of this tournament to be these two teams playing against each other. But like, okay. I looked at the bracket and saw the U S got to play Croatia, <laughs> Japan, and you know, the Republic of Congo all <laughs> in this bracket. And yeah. Of course they're playing Canada. Like, yeah. If we got more dedicated coverage for, and I think this kind of goes back to his question uh, about the world cup of hockey. Mm -hmm. Like if we got those every so often, maybe that's a better alternative. To, yeah. Which they're working towards and hopefully they figure that out. Cause that would be amazing to have it every four years. But I feel like having events like that, the Olympics, spangler cup even like, yeah those tend to not be very high stakes at all but there's still guys that go and represent every year to play in it yeah because kind of like how the nhl got um you know a, a deal with espn and everything i kind of wish the double ihf could get the same deal in a way because then yeah. they could they could hold these tournaments and have them on espn even if it's not on the big channel on cable you can get it on the app you know what i mean um that would be nice because even the the men's worlds, the world juniors, uh, the women's worlds, it's all like on NHL network. I don't have NHL network. I can't watch. And it's just kind of lame. Like I just, I hope we can kind of get rid of that NHL network type of thing soon and have it easier to access. And yeah, it would just be nice to, you know, be able to watch those tournaments on a year to year basis and not have to worry about, Oh man, is it on, this channel that literally 12 people have, yeah, you know? And so hope, hopefully they fix that soon. And speaking of the double IHF though, I see that Puerto Rico is now a member. 
just cool. Hey, we're getting yeah. more countries to play. That's the, awesome. The um, game growing is a good thing. Yeah, me. they have one 100%. indoor rink. Um, yeah, I saw that. I saw that happen yesterday. That's so cool. Um, their jerseys, sorry, Lou, sweaters are very cool. I like them. They're they're uh, the road ones are like a baby blue, and they look really nice. If you haven't seen him, check hey, them no, out. No rules. He's not on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Lou. We miss you. Exciting times well, in Brooklyn. <laughs> that's gonna be the the outro to next week's episode. I hope you guys know. I'm so down. Like I, I'm gonna save I it to my it. computer tomorrow. So yeah, I, I wanted to put be the outro every single week because it's perfect. <laughs> Exciting times in Duckland. I think everything's been said, and then boom, it's all. <laughs> it's just perfect. Perfect. Uh, well, keeping things in Duckland, we'll start with our listener questions of the week. Uh, Twinkie Boy asks us the million dollar question: Does Dallas Eakins make it past the final year, and is he given a new contract? Oh, Chris is frozen again. Chris Twinkie East. Oh, nope. Can oh, you there's Chris. Back. There he is. <laughs> hey. Oh crap! I'm probably gonna go out soon. Um, I was gonna say, I was gonna say that I think uh, Aikens makes it the whole year. I don't think he's extended unless something crazy happens. Like, I don't know. He coaches the team to like a Western Conference final. Yep, some craziness, I but I don't, I don't. I don't see him sticking sticking around. I think uh, Verbeek wants to get a little taste this year and see what he's dealing with and then uh, go from there. And if everything kind of stays the same with his coaching decisions and all that, I can see Verbeek wanting to bring in his own guy. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I'm of the same. I'm of the same thinking. I think he makes it the whole year, but I don't think he is brought back next year. Same brain. Yep. Moving on. If if he isn't brought back as a coach, I definitely want him to stay with the team in some sort of like, yeah, developmental thing because yeah, he does cool. have the best interest of the players in mind. He does, yeah. Coaching like such a good dude. Coaching's a little suspect, and <laughs> I mean, can't dog him too hard because we kind of knew what to expect. He was great with the goals, and you know, as a transition, know, but yeah, you know, it could be worse. What do we know? We're just some dudes in chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> we're gonna get very real with this next one chris i don't oh, know okay. if you, i don't know if you read jenny's question crap i don't know if i did I don't she remember. asked hypothetically if the ducks ended up having to be dissolved or moved what would you do would you stop watching hockey would you find a new team would you follow the new team she goes as a coyotes fan i feel like this is something that's always in the back of my mind <laughs> if they were moved i would just follow the new team yeah, I like the players the same, too much. It's the same guys. Yeah, like, you know, I would follow them if they moved for sure. Yeah. Now, if they like dissolved and just like the yeah, NHL's like, hey, we want to go to thirty teams. We're just gonna get rid of two random ones, and the Ducks just happen to be one of them. Yeah, I don't know what I do. Uh, I, I don't. Right I I don't think I could go all in with the Sabers. <laughs> um, maybe I'd, I. I'd try to pick another like team on the West Coast. Maybe I'd be like a Seattle fan or something. I was thinking Seattle. Like yeah. yeah. You know. So maybe if that happened, if that ever happens, I guess the late arrivals will change the color of the logo to Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> We're now the Seattle Kraken podcast. 
<laughs> Which have yeah. to change our name too because no, it still applies. They still sell out. Well, they sell out all their games. Yeah, but do they get there on time? Yeah, but the whole thing is <laughs> the seats are empty at are Honda the Center. Seats empty at Puck Drop in Seattle. I think there might be a few. Okay, I think we're getting way too far. <laughs> there only needs to be there only needs to be four empty seats at Puck Drop. There's four of us. That's fair. I I doesn't say I'm kind of in the same boat. I really don't know like the headspace for this kind of question because like I'd be sad if either of those things happened. Yeah, probably take feel- a year off of like supporting a team. I'd probably just watch hockey, and then I'd probably I'd probably take the next season to figure out like who I am gravitating towards. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. And I know she, uh, I know Jenny probably wants me to say coyotes here, but maybe, like you know, like, I do Kraken or I've always, I've always kind of liked the wild. Oh yeah. yeah you know, you're a, you, you have a hat and stuff. You're like official. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I almost feel like, uh, it definitely would take a while to want to follow the team when they moved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think outright being dissolved might be like the last reason to still watch hockey at that point. It'd just be like, eh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't want to watch this sport anymore. <laughs> I, I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and our, uh, our last one tonight, we got to end on some sort of food related question. Of course. Of course. But uh, Cecilia asks us, is bubble tea soup? No. No. I do like bubble tea. Like I do, I do like boba. Boba I don't drink. I don't drink it all the time, but if someone's like, hey, want to go get boba? My answer will be yes. But it no, be it, is the not, tea. it is not a soup. I hope, Cecilia, I hope you are enjoying your time in California too. It's I think, tea. I think tell you all California. about it. I think you're in California right now. She is, yeah. So oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Dude, she, she got a she got a stick signed by Jamie. That's Russell right. She did. Time. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Jamie gave her a stick. Yeah. We got we got that guy to delete his Twitter account today, too. You know. <laughs> Cyberbullying works. Shout out Dries Dissy. Jizzard Jizzard Dries Dissy. Oh my god. I don't think we're allowed to say that on the air. It killed it killed Chris's internet. He said it. Oh, does he die? He said, the forbidden words. Oh <laughs> Don't say Jezzer drives Dusty backwards. You summon Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> well, while Chris blips in and out of reality, we uh, will wrap it up this week. Um, it is past 10 o'clock here, so that means that uh, the new Slipknot album's out. Oh, it is. I'm getting up. I'm going to... I'm literally going to... The second we end the stream, I'm going to go to bed and take a melatonin because I have to get up early, but I'm working out super early in the morning. So that will be, uh, that will be on, on my workout playlist tomorrow. So we'll see. I'll check it out. Here's to hoping it's not bad. Oh my God. We'll see. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know when, when the first, uh, when the first thing that I read is headlines, Slipknot guitarist says not feeling album. Um, <laughs> That uh, that tells me we're in for a doozy, but you know. I like the first couple songs that they released, but we'll see. Man, they seem to pull the rabbit out of the hat every now and again. So yeah, we'll figure it out. Gives me time to really contemplate if I want to go to the road show next week just to see Custer, but you know, 
That's fair. Yeah. Hey, gotta okay. make decisions in life. Sometimes you only live once. It is what it is. You know. It ease what it ease. All right. Well, should we get out of here? We shall. We've been here long enough. Uh, once again, you know, follow us over at the Hockey Focus. Uh, Chris should be having some stuff out this weekend. Uh, now that we're getting some cuts, some guys getting sent back. Uh, some guys still hanging around the team. Oh, Chris is back. There he goes. Chris is coming back. <laughs> Say goodbye. <laughs> Christopher, can you hear us? Chris, we're, <laughs> we're doing the we're doing the outro. Chris, you're joining during the outro. Yeah, I I had you guys on my iPad going, oh. so I could hear. <laughs> okay, it. Good. All right, okay. Well, like we we're saying, uh, give the socials a follow. Late arrivals pod, pretty much everywhere. Um, maybe this is the week that I finally put the Twitch vods on YouTube. Uh, hopefully, they're still cached on Twitch. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we. Maybe maybe that's something that's done. Maybe I'm feeling spontaneous and uh, feel like uploading some some YouTube videos and hope that we haven't played anything copyright. Yeah, and let's hope, right? I just not, I just not get love, banned the first upload. I just love how um, right before I got blipped out, my last words were jizzard, dry, dizzy. <laughs> hey, you said the forbidden words. I guess so, man. Like literally, right after I said it, I was gone. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Just don't say Penn Island next, then you might really disappear. <laughs> that casts a forbidden spell. <laughs> <laughs> well, we shall leave you guys until next week. Uh, we'll probably be back on our normal schedule, recording Tuesday. This was a uh, odd week with uh, some conflicts, some some things we were all doing. Yeah, like keeping you guys on your toes. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Well, that is it from us this week. We uh, will see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.